Hello and welcome back. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. My name is Rick and we're doing an ongoing series called The Promise from Jesus. Now that promise is the greatest gift that Jesus brought to planet Earth when he came here and that is the Holy Spirit. Not just the Holy Spirit but the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to continue on today. We're starting in chapter 14 of the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John, today also known as the Gospel of John. But before we get started, you can contact us at thepromisefromjesus at gmail.com with any questions, thoughts, requests, uh, things you would like to share, concerns, and uh, we'll get back to you. We keep things very confidential for your privacy, but if you want something shared, we'll share it in a question and answer or even in a video or on a podcast. And that's the other thing. We have uh, now started placing this on a podcast. We're on Spotify right now, and hopefully we'll be on some of the other stations uh, soon and very soon. And that's because we've had a couple requests for that, and we're, we're doing our best to get caught up on it. So thank you for coming back. If you're new, welcome. And we're going to get started here in chapter 14 today. And I'm excited about chapter 14 because this is one of the, the biggies. Chapter 14. This is where Jesus talks about the promise, the Holy Spirit, in a huge way. And he builds up to it uh, wonderfully. So let's get started. Chapter 14. Grab your Bible. Grab something that you like to refresh with. And uh, let's get started here. Chapter 14 and verse 1, and it says this. Let not your conscience be unsettled, and trust that God fully entrusted to me. Now, last time in chapter 13, we were talking about the earthen vessel and the inner man. And how the earthen vessel can be uh, dominant in a person's life, and it can really squelch the inner man of a person. Okay, we took something out of the book of Romans that Paul had shared with us about, you know, uh, the things we should do, we don't, the things that we, sh we shouldn't do, we do. And it was really good. That was uh, in chapter 7, verses uh, 13 through the end of it. And uh, please review that. But here when Jesus says, don't be unsettled, don't be unsettled in your conscience. You know, just believe, believe and trust that God fully entrusted to me. Because you got to remember, people were looking at Jesus as, as a person, especially in the uh, area where he was ministering. You know, all of Israel, the, the different regions and stuff, not to mention where he was raised as a child. Because people saw him grow up from a child to an adult. And, you know, they're looking at this person that they've known for 30 years, plus or minus, and they're, they're just, you know, it's like, wait a second, I don't understand what's going on here with him. And those that didn't know him, well, it was a different experience as well, because they're looking at, a, at as far as they're concerned, a human. And they're expecting something, you know, like godly, whatever that is in their mind, whatever, you know. And so, so Jesus says, don't let your minds be unsettled. Just trust that God fully entrusted to me, that he has fully that he is fully, that he, Father, is fully here in me. That's fully entrusting unto the earthen vessel. Okay? The same earthen vessel that we live in, 
Father came and lived in one. All right? He lived in an earthen vessel here on planet Earth, just like we are. Oh, yeah. And we don't know all of, all of his experiences. We only know what he gave us in teaching, and it's very limited. But what he's given us is wonderful, and it's so full. Let's go on in verse 2. If it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus would have said to him, look, you know, this is just me. I, 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 Father's not here. I mean, he would have told, but he said it is so. It is so. Father is, is right here. Now I am going to my Father. Well, I will, will prepare a place for many of you to live in the family. Now, your version may say something a little different. I don't know what your favorite version is. I know that one of the more common ones says that I am going to go away and prepare a mansion. But I like the intralinear part here. I like this much better, where Jesus says, I will go where I am going. I am going to prepare a place for many of you to live in the family. Okay? I'm not too concerned about a mansion when I get to heaven, but I am really, really wanting to be a part of the family of God. And I want to live in the family. Remember how we ended chapter 13, that we should love one another as Jesus has loved us and we should have love amongst us. That's family. That's family. And this is family that Jesus is talking about. He's going to prepare a place for us to live within the family that's already there. And he's preparing a place for us to just be part of that. I really like that. I really like that. Verse 3, we'll go on. So that where I am, you also will be. That is the goal, right? We want to be where Jesus is, our Messiah. We want to be where Father is, our Holy Spirit, the promise. We want to be there. We want to be there. He says, when I go away, prepare yourselves for that place. And I will come again and will receive you to myself. Wow. Did you know it said that? Jesus says that when I go away, prepare yourselves for that place. Once again, it may be different in your version. But it's up to you to search it out. Listen, that's what our job is here. We are here not to build wealth. We are not here to build mansions. We are not here to have fancy cars or to fancy dogs. We are here as children of God to prepare ourselves to go home. And part of preparing ourselves is learning how to deal with our earthen vessels that we live in, which are subject to this world. This is the, the, where we prepare ourselves to, to, remember we talked about the last time, to take alpha position over our earthen vessels and then allow the Holy Spirit to build us and prepare us so that we can go live in the family a place that Jesus is preparing for us when we get there. But he says to us, he says, when I go away, prepare yourself for that place, for the family of God. And he says, I will come again and will receive you to myself. Now that is another key promise from Jesus. When each and every one of us draws our last breath, when we, and it's done. 
the earthen vessel no longer is living. Okay? And that twinkling of an eye, and I'm not talking about the rapture, and I'm not talking about the second coming. I'm talking about uh, just a moment in time when your earthen vessel has ended. You will, you will be received by Jesus. Here it is. He says, I will come again and will receive you to myself. And I personally believe that's exactly the way it's going to be for me. I cannot talk for you, but I can tell you that I believe that 100%, that in the last day my breath ends here. And in faster than a blink, faster than a nanosecond, I will be in the presence of Jesus because he will be there to receive me. That's me, baby. I hope it's that way for you too. Now he says in verse 4, Now you know where I am going, and you know the way. That's what Jesus says. He says, Now you know where I am going, and you know the way. You know how to get there. He's already told everybody how to get there. He's already told everybody that, you know, you have to make me part of your life. You have to enter in to me and allow the promise to become a part of your life and allow Father to encompass you. That is the way. That is how we enter in to Jesus and into the family that he is preparing for us when we end our life here okay that is the way the way is to is to prepare yourself to see him i just love that part i hope you do too he says and you know the way so thomas now in verse 5 says this thomas says to him lord we do not where to we do not know where to go so how can we know the way and Jesus says to him, I am the way and the truth and the source of life. No one comes to Father except through me. There it is. Okay. There it is. Thomas says, Lord, we do not know where to go. So how can we know the way? And so Jesus, as he always does, just lays it out very simple. Very simple. This is John 14 and 6, a memory verse for many people. And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the source of life. And I've seen in other versions that says the only source of life. And some versions just say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But I particularly like this particular rendering. Why? Because he is the source of life, eternal life. He's the source of that eternal life that flows from the throne of Father and the Lamb. That is what, what he is, the only source of it. You can't get it anywhere else. Nowhere. Nowhere. You can get stuff on this planet as a human being, but it, we're, it's, we're not talking about the same thing here. 
we are talking about eternal life. Jesus says, I am the way. He is the way, the truth, and the only source, the only source of life. No one comes to Father except through me. Okay, so that's the, that's the new covenant, right? We understand now that as simple as it is, you enter in through Jesus. Jesus is our shepherd. Jesus is our way. Jesus is who will lead us in, never allowing anything to be taken from his hands, never. And now he is our protector and our keeper. He is our keeper. Until he comes, as he said in verse 3, and I will come again and will receive you to myself. Okay, that was verse 6. Verse 7 says this, If you knew my father, you would have known me also. Nevertheless, from this moment, you have seen him and have known him. Wow. Wow. Is that not amazingly powerful? So you can imagine what people are thinking when they hear those words, especially the Pharisees and Sadducees that are, might be standing in the peripheries or in the background. And they hear Jesus say this. They, they hear him say, From this moment you have seen him and have known him if, if, you have seen me. I want to read that to you again. Verse 7. If you knew my Father, you would have known me. Right? We are one. One of the same. Nevertheless, from the, nevertheless, from this moment, you have seen him and have known him. That means if you are looking at me, you are seeing Father. And if you are hearing me, you are knowing him. Okay, so back verse 7 up, just to back to 6 again, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the only source of life. Okay, you see what he's saying? He's saying, you are looking at me. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the only source of life. You are looking at Father. You are seeing him. You are knowing him. Right here. Here I am. But you got to understand how just mind-blowing this is for people, and especially the religious folks. You know, the religious folks are like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Oh, well, listen to this guy. He thinks he's God. They had no concept. They had no, no understanding. Their precept of, of what Father was and who Jesus was was a piece of paper rolled up called a scroll. That's all they had. And now they, they've rejected him. Look at verse 8. Peter, or I mean Philip says this. Philip says to him, Lord, show us the Father and satisfy us. All right. Oh, Philip, how wonderful you are. He says to him, he says to Jesus, he says, Jesus, show us the Father and that'll satisfy us. 
And Jesus just told them, if you're looking at him, you are knowing him. But you see, this just shows you how hard it was for people to understand, how hard it was for them to get a hold of what was being said. And you can understand that. And Jesus said to him, Philip, I have been with you far so long a time, and you do not know me? They that see me have seen Father. So how is it that you say, show to us Father? You know, these are some very plain and direct words Jesus is saying. Not just to Philip, but to everyone. Okay, you have to understand, this is a place where Jesus is saying, look, if you're looking at me, you're looking at Father. If you're hearing me, you're hearing Father. Father has fully entrusted me. He is fully entrusted. He is fully here. And he, and, and you know, the concept was hard. And even today in 2023, it's a very difficult concept for people, mostly because there's a lot of religious organizations that have taken this and they don't understand, but they do the best they can to try to explain it without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But yet they think they have the guidance of the Holy Spirit, but yet they don't because they don't understand what Jesus is plainly saying. And let me read it to you again. He turns to Philip and he says, Philip, I have been with you for so long a time and you do not know me? They that see me have seen Father. They that see me have seen Father. So how is it that you say, show to us Father? I mean, it's very simple, very plain. And he said, this is the second time he said it in verse 7. And it's also has been said many, many times up to this point. Chapter 6, when he talked about the bread of life, when he said, I and the Father are one. It's very difficult for people, and I'm not sure why that, why that is, uh, because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to... Um, I, I personally believe that this is the reason for this series. You have to understand the promise. And by the end of this chapter, believe me, if you don't get it, it's going to be like, okay, what, what? No, you're going to get it. You are going to get it. That's why you got to stay with us on this. This is good. You're going to really, really get it after this chapter, chapter 14. Verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and Father is in me? You can understand how that would be difficult. You know, when he says to Philip, he says, don't you understand that I am in Father and Father is in me? We are one. You're looking at an earthen vessel. This earthen vessel is called Jesus. Father is in me. Yet I am in Father. We are one. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. If you have known me, you have known Father. Look, we are one. And not only that, you want to take it even another step? If you have known me, you have known the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you have seen me, you have seen the Holy Spirit. I mean, they are one, just one. And so he says this, 
the teachings that I proclaim to you, continuing in verse 10, the teachings that I proclaim to you are not my own, but from Father who lives in me. He has spoken, establishing the process. So now Jesus is just trying to make it a little simpler for them to understand. Look, he lives in me. Father is living in me. That's the promise. Mm -hmm. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he lives in me. That's what he's telling Philip at, the, or at this point. And he is, he is a, right here. He has spoken. This is a very important Father has spoken. Remember the very first things that are written, okay? The very, very first things that are written. Let me just refresh it right here real quick. In the beginning, he was the spoken word. Then he was the spoken word for God, Jesus, amongst others in the Old Testament. Then he was God, the spoken word. Jesus. It's really very simple. And then at the, at the end of verse 10, it says this, establishing the process. Okay, when Jesus said, prepare yourself for that place, that's a process. And it has been established by Father. And delivered to us by Jesus. He has established a process by which we prepare ourselves. It's a process. And he leads us into that process. All starting, all starting by your experience with Jesus. You accepting Jesus into your life. Believing him that he is our Messiah. And then this process will begin by the Holy Spirit, not by uh, a group of uh, a, 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 a religious organization or a team of teachers or something. We'll, we'll teach you how to do it. No, you don't need that. You don't need that. The Holy Spirit will do it. He will lead you. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the source of eternal life. That's the process right there. Okay, verse 11, let's go on. If you yourself do not believe that I am, now I want you to know that I am, when he says to Philip, and he's talking to everyone, all right, he's talking to the entire group. And he says, if you yourself do not believe that I am, that's a capital I and a capital A, okay, I am. If you don't believe that I am, that's something that's important. Understand that. Jesus is the I am. He is. Okay? He says, if you yourself do not believe that I am, in Father, in my Father, and Father in me, then believe the manifestations through me. Look, if you look what he says to him. You know, I mean, each time he's breaking it down. He's breaking it down, trying to make it a little simpler, a little simpler. Look, if, if you don't believe that I am, that Father is in me and I in him, and I am in him, 
then believe the manifestations through me. Believe what you're seeing. Believe that you saw Lazarus come forth after being dead for four days. He stinketh. And all the others, those that were possessed, those that were sick, those that were, that there were others that were dead. Believe the manifestations you've experienced. You've experienced these things. Believe that. And even to be in that presence, can you, can you, can you actually believe that they don't believe? Goodness. It's hard to, it's hard to understand, isn't it? Beginning in verse 12, he says, he says this, truly, so let it be said to you, I am going, I am going to Father. They that trust in me completely and the deeds that I manifest, they also will now gain greater manifestations than these. Verse 12 is extremely meaty. It is really, really big. I don't know that it isn't something that someone should spend an entire year on catching this and getting the concept down. This is a precept that is just dynamic. Listen to it again. Truly, so let it be said to you, I am going to Father. They that trust in me completely. First part, they that trust in me completely. Okay? I don't have to break that down. You understand what's being said here. This is complete. This is complete. They that trust in me, in Jesus, completely. And the deeds that I manifest. What are the deeds that he manifests? The deeds that he manifests are the teachings that he has brought to us. And, and what he is telling us and what he is instructing us and how he is telling us that as soon as he goes, the promise will come. These deeds, these are not just works. These are deeds. And I love the word. I love the word deeds. Okay? Because this word, it, 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 it is, it is, it's like, it, it's a bonding agreement between Jesus and us. You know, I, I don't want to get silly about this, but you know, if you have a deed to the to your house, it's your house, right? If you have the deeds of Jesus, if you have the deed of Jesus in your life, he's yours and you are his. Just a thought, that's all. And the deeds that I manifest, they also will gain greater manifestations than these. This is one of the keys right here, another one, okay? That if you have this in your life, right here, just think about, if you completely trust in Jesus and the deeds that he gave us and then he manifested, he says this, that this is after he goes, okay? He says, they will now gain greater, greater manifestations, greater. There is no reason why today, right now, this year is the year 2023. And on into the future, 
until it's over, greater manifestations than what Jesus brought when he was here. And I'm going to tell you for the future, okay? Those that are going to be in the future ahead of this day, right? They will be greater than this day. They are greater than the day before. This is a promise from Jesus, okay? This is what he gives us through the Holy Spirit. Greater manifestations by us completely trusting in him and the deeds that he has brought to us and that he has shared with us and that he has entrusted to our lives. If we apply this to our lives, preparing ourselves, okay, we will experience greater manifestations. It's a promise. And I don't know if you have. And if you have, you should be sharing them in the family. You should be sharing them with brothers and sisters. I personally have. I've experienced greater manifestations. And these greater manifestations, they are just so personal. They are so wonderful. They are so heart-filling. They are just so amazing. I know I'm part of the family of God. I know I'm a child of God because of this, what we're talking about today. And it's for each and every one of you. Each and every one of you. And this is why Jesus said, if we have love, this is the precept he said I want you to get a hold of. If we have love for one another, if we have our Father, the Holy Spirit, for one another, and if we have love amongst ourselves. Very, very important. Verse 13. This may be accomplished by anyone. Okay? Hear it. This may be accomplished by anyone. When you ask in my name that Father and the Son be glorified. Okay? These greater manifestations, even to the point of having Jesus in your life. He says this can be accomplished by anyone. Anyone. When you ask in my name, in the name of Jesus, that Father and the Son, Jesus, and let's include the Holy Spirit here, be glorified. What we ask for when we ask for something in Father, when we ask for a greater manifestation, when we ask for Jesus to be a part of our life, we are doing it to glorify, to glorify our Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We do it to glorify them. Okay? It's not to get something. It's not to have something. It's not to just to be able to say, oh yeah, I'm saved. I'm born again. No, 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 no. When you do this, you are asking, and it can be done by anyone and you're doing it to glorify Father and the Son. Very powerful. Verse 13. Spend a year on it. In verse 14 it says this. When anyone asks in my name, I will provide. Verse 14. When anyone asks in my name, I will provide. If you ask, 
Jesus to be a part of your life and ask in his name, in Jesus' name, Jesus, be a part of my life, lock into it right here. He says, I will provide. He will provide, and it is. As it says in the beginning of, of verse 13, this may be accomplished by anyone. We're going to stop there for today because the next time we get together, oh man, is some of my favorite, some of my favorite teachings of Jesus. I just especially love what we're going into uh, the next time we get together. And I really want you to come back. Don't miss the next video. Out of all of them, don't miss the next one. The next one is probably, oh, I don't know. I keep saying that. The next one and next, this one, the next one is extremely important. And the one after it is very important. So please come back and join us. I hope you got something out of this today. Please share this with your friends and family. And as I always say, your foe. You know, Jesus loves you. He really wants you to, uh, to get a hold of this. His teaching is just a wonderful, wonderful, dynamic empowerment to us. And it also, it prepares us to go home. That, that it does. It prepares us to go and be a part of the family with Jesus. That's it for today. Jesus loves you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for coming. God bless. Bye-bye.